Hey, it's Bob WP, and welcome to Woo Bits, a part of Do the Woo, a podcast for Woo Builders. This show is brought to you by our first and new community friend, Jetpack. Jetpack CRM is one of the easiest CRMs to use when it comes to WooCommerce at jetpackcrm.com. But I want to welcome you to our first WooBits with the newly formatted guest host. And to kick it off, I asked David Bissett to join me as we have a conversation all about social media. Though this is not WooCommerce-centric, it's a touch point for any builder, or in fact anyone, that uses one or a mix of social media platforms. We'll be talking about the current state of the bird, aka Twitter, to Mastodon, from LinkedIn to Tumblr, plus some insights to other pieces of the puzzle, including the Fediverse, ownership, and open source. Now, neither one of us consider ourselves social media expert, but we've been there, we've done that, and continue to. So sit back, grab a beverage, and listen to us talk social. Hey, David, how are you doing today? Hi, Bob. Thank you for having me on. What is this, Woobits? This is called Woobits. Yeah, I'm, I'm doing a bit of a take on it. It used to be me kind of, you know, droning on for 10 or 15 minutes, and I thought it'd be more fun to have somebody come on as a co-host, and then we could both drone on. At least it wouldn't just be my voice. So oh, I'm sorry, you, oh, man, me being the first one may not be the greatest uh, <laughs> test of that. <laughs> I swore I ordered some Woobits as an appetizer for Applebee's last week, but I, I just wanted to be sure I, I promoted, <laughs> I, when I promote this later, I'm using the right terminology, so Woobits, yes. But thank you for having me on. Greatly appreciate it. This is very cool. So this is our debut, and we're going to talk, um, as I described before, about social, social media, the the pit of social media. But before we get into the pit of social media, why don't you just do a quick intro? Because there may be one or two people out there that don't know who you are, but, you know, just in case. They're called lucky people. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, um, I my name is David Bissett. I've been with WordPress, which is probably the audience that's going to hear this. But I've been I've been doing PHP and WordPress for fifteen, almost twenty years now, um, more or less since uh, almost a couple of years, just after WordPress started. Um, I do it. I've done a lot of freelance. I'm a developer, build a lot of plugins and themes and all of that stuff throughout my history. Currently, I am project manager at a uh, at a project or a company called WP Charitable, which was recently acquired acquired by Awesome Motive. So that's where I am right now. Cool. Alrighty. I'm sure when we get into the social media stuff, if you dare to even figure out where I am, you're going to find out soon, I guess, where that's going to be. Yeah. <laughs> Alrighty. So let's let's start with the um, the state of the bird. You know the yes. uh, yeah. It's, Somebody it's, give me the bird. Yes. Yeah. Really, we're going to give it to everyone. So the bird. Where are you kind of at with the bird right now yourself? I mean, where where's your mindset and your in you know how you how you're trying to play out in that? Ah, the bird was the word. So anyway, well, let me let me give you a little bit of back history here. And somebody just rolled their eyes when they were listening to this. I'll make it quick. When I started Twitter, um, I think it was in 2016. I can't remember. My app will tell me in a second. I was trying to see who was out there and I was really my net. I really wasn't that social in the beginning. 
and um, a couple of things. I, I tried. I think I was trying a WordPress meetup or something like. Oh, it says here I joined member since February two thousand and eight. I was further back than I thought. So what in two thousand and eight I, I joined it because I really was freelancing alone and I really didn't have anywhere else to go. Like if 2008 is pretty much when WordCamp Miami was starting up. So I haven't been to probably any WordCamps at all or any conferences like that for that matter. So I was reaching out. I quickly learned that instead of like I was using, if you remember delicious websites and you you were able to keep track of links in your browser and all that Mm -hmm. bookmarks uh, were my, I, I would, put bookmarks into my blog, but I found that I use Twitter as primarily as a, I found this cool thing and I thought it might be useful later storage system. And what was great about that is that if others could benefit from that or add comment to those links, that's how I got a lot of my uh, initial early um, networking, you know, introductions were easier when I went to WordCamp saying, oh, this was useful. Uh, I mean, I did blog on off and on. I've never been like a long-term blogger (laughs) simply because I don't write well. I don't feel comfortable writing unless I can rant. And Mm -hmm. these days, if I blog half the time, I am dictating it into my phone and then I edit it later. So it's not, doesn't come naturally to me, but short things, links. Once I, after I got done with delicious, I threw it into Twitter and tweeting things was what I learned, how I learned and how I shared. It came of a tradition. So engagement was always secondary for me sharing record keeping and then engagement fast forwarding to today. And when I say today, I'm going to talk about the last couple of months. Primarily I am seeing less engagement on Twitter Mm -hmm. over the past couple of months. And it's not like I got like a Matt Mullenweg type of response. Anytime I sneezed on Twitter or anything like that, (laughs) But, you know, I, I knew what I got. And um, a lot of people were probably, if I, any of my followers were probably following mostly just for the occasional link I would share or something like that. Who knows? But I got most of my followers. I got, we get a bot now and then, uh, but that's fine. But these days, it's it seems like, especially since December, maybe even uh, Thanksgiving, it just seems like less people are liking the standard stuff. So it's not like my content has changed that much or making a comments. It just seems like overall less engagement. I have no idea about how many views. Mm-hmm. I really don't pay attention that much to yeah. analytics because like I said, that engagement's secondary to me. I just noticed that you know, like when people respond or they like things because I get those, I get those notifications. But also in the, is I'm starting to get like, uh, I mean, I'm getting followers, but most or some of them, or I would say half of them sometimes they're weird. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like it's not like obvious bots. Um, Cause I, I know a bot, I know a bot when I see it, but like, there'll be like, there'll be people joining and they've, and it's just like, why are you like a pizza place in Istanbul mm-hmm. following me or something. <laughs> and it looks like I'm looking back and like, I'm looking at their tweets and it's like from like six months ago. And it seems like they're talking about random things. I don't po- talk politics on Twitter. So if there's any political, like that's a red flag for me, usually if it's like mostly someone randomly doing some political stuff and you know, that sort of thing. And then I'm starting to get more now of the obvious, more of the porn follows, which those are fun. Um, I immediately block those. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not big on follower count. 
Um, but I do, I do see that now when I wake up in the morning, oh, I've got more people following me. Oh, who are these people? Some of them are legit though. Some of them are still legit. It's mostly from when I wake up, it's usually people from overseas or because you can see WordPress or websites or something in their bio. And I think those are real people. So overall engagement has been down and the people that are following or the things that are following me now on Twitter are just weird or outright like like porn. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah. The quality is kind of gone. It's kind of like maybe they were always there, but now no one's like actively removing these accounts, you know? Yeah. Maybe that sort of thing. So that's what I found so far. Um, oh, and my follower account, the people that I, I don't, I haven't added new people to follow to my Twitter account in a while, but the number has gone down maybe 15 to 20. Okay. That's, so, that's interesting. Yeah. That's about. Yeah. So I think. If I haven't unfollowed anybody, that means those people maybe maybe those are closed Twitter accounts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What what I found out was, and I have the same history as you, since probably around the same time. And you know, I'll go off on little conversations, but I'm not on there to just constantly engage about everything in my aspect of my life. So I, I <laughs> yeah. it's, it's more sharing, like you said, and I look yeah. for content there. I use TweetDeck, so I'm on the desk desktop. So I'm able to put in people where I, who I really want to follow and pay attention to, you know, I can put them in lists and um, kind of organize it that way. And I don't see all the weird stuff going on, but my history is about the same, but I have this, uh, I found this app and I just used it for uh, a month just because I wanted to check out some stuff. So I was watching, I've been watching it because I'm more intrigued with how other people, it's not like I'm obsessed with Twitter, but I'm intrigued with what happened since, you know, October, late October, when everything he took over, Mm -hmm. you know, everything, people started bailing and threatening. So I'm about, I don't know, I I might be similar to you and followers. I think I have like 16,000, no huge number. So I went back and I looked in the stats and it was interesting to see that since that happened on October 20th, at 7th or 8th, 28th or whatever, I've had 282 unfollowers. Now, you know, as much as there was all this threatening, I thought, are people really, the threat is maybe I'm leaving, but I'm leaving my account there. So of those 282 unfollowers since then, 173 of them were either suspended or deactivated. So deactivated means they close their account in their history. Mm. And suspended is a people that, you know, just, yeah, they get suspended <laughs> one time and then, you know, they they come back or something. They said something bad or whatever. So then I have, during that exact same time, I had 272 new followers. Hmm. So just a little bit less. So I've kind of stayed even. And the things I, looking at the stats, because this gives you a lot of different information. Like if you have a, I always tell people, if you have a lot of, you know, followers, even 10,000 or more, you'll be surprised when you go in because this uh, particular thing I, I subscribe to tells me when's the last time somebody tweeted and you'll be just surprised how from your followers yeah, yeah how much of your audience has been stale for 5 7 8 years you know especially if oh, you yeah. have that history so you know the numbers really your follower numbers like we probably all know really don't mean squat because you never know i noticed that more people i ended up on following more people and it, it was really interesting to see 
as people started not tweeting as much like the last month or the last two months or the last three months. And a lot of those people that were not tweeting were the ones that were putting the Mastodon thing in their profile or in their name. So they were, you know, obviously leaving their Twitter account active. Which I believe is probably the smart thing to do. Yeah. You know, so, but you know, um, not basically using it now, like you said, I'm getting weird bots and stuff, you know? Yeah. Strange, interesting stuff that just, yeah, whatever. And so it's like high school, attractive women following me. This is suspicious, (laughs) but I'm getting a lot of followers from like Asia. Very few of them are North American or even U.S. The people outside the U.S. seem to be kind of hanging in there more. And another thing I noticed is when I looked at the accounts that were deactivated or hadn't been tweeted, well, the accounts that people just closed, they said, hey, you know, I'm through with Twitter. I'm out of here. I'm out of here. The majority of those have less than a thousand followers. So they didn't have a lot of skin in the game. Yeah, And, you know, some people, yeah, some people don't use social media that often either. Yeah. And so they were, it was easy for them to close their account. You know, they're like, okay, well, I'm never here that much anyway. And then of course the real popular ones can carry their audience over to wherever they go. And um, so anyway, that was just some interesting stuff and it's becoming a very unique landscape now with all of this. I mean, combine it too with, you know, first of all, people outside Probably the U.S. probably don't realize probably a lot what's going on. Some people still rely on Twitter as their primary means of touching base. There's a lot of communities on Twitter that still rely on Twitter for their communication, especially for underrepresented groups, minorities, that sort of thing. And two, you know, you and me, Bob, we probably have saturated the WordPress Twitter market. You know, we occasionally get, I can't remember, like every once in a while, there is somebody in the U.S. that that follows me. I mean, I don't monitor it that closely, but I do notice when people show up because it's like, Oh, maybe I know this person or maybe I've seen them at a work camp or something. I know I have like, I can't imagine anybody, anybody <laughs> still following me at this point. Cause what do I talk about? I, 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 I give yeah. out bad memes, bad jokes, and <laughs> I talk about WordPress and uh, I retreat a few people. So, I mean, long story short, it's like, yeah, I can't imagine there being that many more people on Twitter that are actively looking and seeking me out. I, I always wonder how they find me. Yeah. You know, in the first place. I imagine it's some sort of algorithm or or something. But but yeah, so I, I think yeah, it's people, you know, I, I think there are still people legitimately using Twitter. Twitter still has value, but it's kind of like in the nineties when the when the for me it's like when certain parts of the mall started to get a little like ghost town ish. Kind of has that vibe a little bit sometimes. Oh, yeah. You notice that big time. And I've noticed it as well. So looking at, I mean, we're going to get into Mastodon soon, but I want to look at the, you know, other players. Now, LinkedIn, you know, there's LinkedIn. There's um, there's a couple others. I know, and I might ask you, you know, what you've tested the waters for. Myself, LinkedIn, I've been having quite a bit of luck with it. Good. Yeah. And what I noticed about LinkedIn is that most people that complain about LinkedIn, the first thing they complain about is the spam they get in their direct message. (laughs) And I'm like, okay, you know, well, hey, you know, I get spam in everything I'm involved with in one way or another. And maybe so I kind of ignore that. But on the other hand, some of that has been what I want to say, pseudo spam, where I think, okay. Who is this person? I'll respond to them. I'll say, no, I'm not interested, you know, or no, 
not, I don't need that. You know, thanks for, or have you looked at my profile? And there's been a few times that actually I got some conversation going with somebody that initially was just trying to sell something, but then realized that maybe there's more to this than just that. So kind of giving them the benefit of the doubt. And I just am getting more interaction on LinkedIn. I like the content. It's not buried in social nonsense, you know, or whatever you want to call. I shouldn't call it nonsense, but you know, the conversations that I can sometimes put aside and I don't have time for that. I can just look at, okay, this is information somebody's sharing. And I know there's a lot of sales there, but there's a lot of sales everywhere. So, (laughs) so LinkedIn is pretty good. I want to talk about Tumblr, but what have you been kind of, it's, you know, aside from Mastodon, which I want to dive into any of the other ones, or do you try any of the other? Uh, there hasn't been too much on the radar lately. Twitter has fit has grown to fit a unique um, community, worldwide community type of thing, and uh, very few social networks have gone to that scale um, historically. Recently, there's been a lot of Twitter clones that are trying like that. I tried Post for a while, but couldn't get into it. Um, especially it's, it's a web, it looks like just a WordPress or buddy press activity stream. Basically, I think that's venture capital as well. And we'll get into probably into the, till this later, why I don't care for much about venture capital rate stuff anymore. I haven't tried any of the new recent upcomers you'd never heard of. I've been on LinkedIn forever. I remember when the main reason why you're on LinkedIn was to get connections. Like that was, it was like, you connect this, connect that, connect that. And then, and then like, like I played for it for a while and I'm like, why, why am I doing this? And then like, they only showed, a, I think the highest number is 500 plus on LinkedIn. Like if you have five more than 500 connections, it's just a 500 plus thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I kept, I kept connecting with that. I kept on it, but I have just started recently kind of looking back into it as in terms of what kind of content like this Tumblr, we'll talk about Tumblr in a second, but the LinkedIn was, I think, it's really the more professional. It's kind of like if you went, like we used the mall analogy earlier. I think LinkedIn is more of like one of those, um, the, the, the little meetups you go to just to exchange your business cards, like those. Oh yeah. The, yeah. The, the better, um, like I remember when I first started freelancing, I went to like one of those better business bureau. Yeah. Local the, chapter and things there's where, that other chapter, that other one I can, I'm drawing a blank on. I know what you're talking about. It's like you know, the whole purpose there was basically to network and like, and then recruiters would f- maybe find you that that's what, that's what I think LinkedIn is professional. I just looked at my uh, l- messages on LinkedIn now. And yes, I got a, I got not as many as I would think spam stuff, mm-hmm. but um, I do, I think I will be investing in it a little bit more in terms of like, I'm not going to post memes up there or anything, but if I do have something, I think that's business related and there's a couple of WordPress chapters in there I want to check out as well. We'll get into why in a minute. Tumblr. I am posting like mainly memes and jokes too, and getting the handle of that. So LinkedIn and Tumblr right now are my LinkedIn, Tumblr, and then Mastodon are the three things I'm kind of experimenting with right now because they're distinct audiences in each. Tumblr is interesting. I I had, um, when I was at the state of the word in New York in December, I had a conversation with the new C, I think she's a COO, CEO, COO of Tumblr, she, you know, do automatic. Mm -hmm. And um, her name is, um, I'm drawing a blank. Anyway, it was fun just talking to her because I was saying how I was starting to dabble in it. And she said, you know, it's a very unique platform. You kind of got to find your little space and your groove there. And it's true. I'm I'm looking at, I'm doing some snippet audio things. I do video every once in a while, throw something kind of 
bizarre on it uh, a photo, but it is very eclectic. <laughs> it's it, it's been interesting just to kind of connect with people there. I mean, I don't really connect so much as I just kind of enjoy feel of it. It's, you know, it's very... Um, it has its own atmosphere. It has its it own does. climate. Like when you post, there's confetti that pops up. So <laughs> it's kind of like, I mean, I post to it occasionally, I've been, but I've been slowly growing like like my use of it, like getting used to it. I get followers out of the blue there, but I guess my, but so, so like organically people are, are finding things. Yeah. But it's a different environment and audience. It's, it's more, it's not nerdy. It's geeky. It's art, arty and it is. fun. Yeah. And it's really the only social network out there like that. You can go in there and just start posting things. Cause you're kind of like writing your own blog and if people find you, that's fine. I post memes. Um, it's kind of like the playground on the social media. Uh, it's the playground on the social network campus. I think <laughs> it's interesting. I I'm, I think I'm I'm going to hang in there with that and um, kind of see where it goes because I'm 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 intrigued with it. And it I'll be honest with everybody. It's part of the automatic family. So I always I have a little bit more faith in things and yeah than maybe. If it wasn't, because I would kind of know the people behind it. So there's something I know there's potential there. And you have faith too, right? There's faith there. Matt said something about it going fully open source recently. It's using Gutenberg a little bit. So I like, I'm curious. I have faith. And really, it's like the only thing left out of Web 2.0 that has like survived that has survived and is it's kept its soul more or less. I think maybe LinkedIn is 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 probably old too but i mean that was oh that was it's kept its vibe i guess but i mean i mean tumblr it's just like i'm just i just want to be here to see what happens i know that's how i feel i feel like i need to be here and i need to have some kind of a presence and however that evolves you know yeah and i'm trying my kids to use it you like you know what other social network besides instagram is probably like a draw once younger people try to find it but yeah yep Yep, that's it. So, well, should we um, let's move on to Mastodon because that's a the um, the the elephant in the room. <laughs> no, they're the Mastodon in the room. <laughs> oh, you drive a Tusk sale there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I mean, where do you want to start? Oh man, it's. I mean, I will. I will be honest. I was. I went into it kicking and hollering type of thing because I just. I couldn't get it, you know, and I think a lot of people can relate to that and that's fine. Oh, what was it? What was it about you couldn't get? I just couldn't wrap my brain around the concept of the instances. I mean, I could mm. um, in a, in a organic way, I mean, very broad, but it was once I got in there, it was like, no, did, was it the fact that you had to pick something in the beginning? Well, it was. It was like, why am I picking this? That was, I think, the big thing. Why am I picking this? And then I, you know, had to kind of discover that, okay, you're picking it for this reason to not just be stuck on this one, but you'll interact and it'll all go out spider webby like. It was very frustrating to me at first because it was, you know, I I think I felt like the the UI was like, what am I setting up here? 
Yeah. So was it afraid of like commitment? You'd be afraid you'd be trapped in something or? No, I wasn't afraid of commitment. I just was lost in the beginning. I really didn't. And then, uh, you know, and this is, I mean, I'm fairly technical, but I felt like there, what's the point of choosing my instance? That was the biggest thing because nothing was really clear. Even though people would explain it, it's like, well, it doesn't really matter which one you choose. Then why am I choosing it? Why, why don't I get? Why don't I get a default? Yeah, then it's like okay, that isn't helping me because I still need to choose, you know. And I ended up well, you I ended up changing instances, you know, one time. So there's yeah. So anyway, what was your kind of your first experience with it? Well, I mean, I I joined it in 2018 technically on Macedon dot technology, and I think from what I recall, I had the same feeling you did. I think later I realized it's kind of like email, but if, if someone had never used email before, what's the first question you would ask them? Like, where do you want your email hosted? And they're like, what? Like, I don't care. <laughs> it's like, or what, where do you think I should host it? You know? And then, and, but you know, and this is, this is something that a lot of like um, either highly tech people or longtime master donors, I'll go, I'll go with that phrase. Yeah. That sounds good. I like that. Yeah. Because anything else I can think of would sound too dirty, but Mastodonors would probably <laughs> yeah, say, yeah, "Well, I'm, what's the big? What's the big deal? Like you just pick something and you go, no, 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 you don't understand. Simple always wins in terms of an experience. And you ask even a question, and it's just like what you just asked, like, why am I doing this? Who's the best one to pick? And even you can't even pick a default one because that instance or server, unbeknownst to maybe you." That, they had to shut down like one of the most popular ones, not shut down, but turn off the registrations on ones because they were getting too popular, right? So my experience when it started in 2018, I joined it I on Macedon Technology. I I, play, I made a few posts, but the Twitter was just not attractive enough at the or was too attractive enough at the time. So I kept my account there. And then I came back in September of, le- of this past year. And it turns out the the instance or server I was on was closing down and they require, I guess, a lot of notification time so people can move from there. So I moved from Mastodon technology over to phpcc.social. I figure because I knew more now and I'm like, if I'm moving neighborhoods, I might as well move into a neighborhood that wasn't too WordPress specific, but it was PHP specific. Cause I'm always like, what if one day I decide, oh, no more WordPress, but I'll stick with PHP. I think that's a safe bet. Let me go there. Mm-hmm. And there wasn't any big WordPress stuff at the time. So that's what I did. It was a pain in the neck to do, even for me as a tech person. So my experiences was, it was recently has been, I still don't see how any average person would go through either the onboarding process or once they find out that, you know, like, oh, I want to move somewhere else. I figured it out now. I want to move here. Well, your posts aren't going to go over at least when I did it, I had to export CSV files for my followers and for my, the people I was following and the followers. I'm like, there is no sane human being that's going to do this. Like I'm a tech person. I'm a nerd and I don't want to do it. So the whole, and I'm like, you mean they haven't perfected this since 2018? (laughs) (laughs) CSV files. And so like, you know, and, and I understand like, uh, it's not supposed to replace Twitter or it's not, and it shouldn't be whatever you're, views are on it. I, I agree with that. I'm down with that, but still, yeah, 
I think the onboarding can be a little bit easier and I think they've wasted some mm -hmm. potential or potential has been wasted and like this hasn't really changed that much. And now when you have the opportunity to expose the world to this technology or this concept, you know, people don't care about whether it's Federated or not. Most people won't care. They just like, it can, you know, can I communicate? Is there people there that I can follow? Is my social people there? Is enough social people there? And how easy is it? So what do you think? You know, I, the following thing has been, uh, you know, I, I definitely think they should, they need to make the following easier because if you now, if you know, if, and, and this is what I've learned and I'm hoping maybe I haven't missed something along the way, but you know, if somebody comes, you know, if somebody retweets or boosts or retweets or yeah, boosts <laughs> and I go, Oh, that's cool. That's an interesting person. I'm going to follow them. I click their thing and it comes up. I click follow. But if you say, Bob, here's my Mastodon address and you send it to me, I can't just put it in and go to your profile and click follow because then that page comes up where I have to copy that, go into my account or go into my Mastodon, put it in search. It comes up and then I can follow you. And to me, that's a lot of work to follow somebody that sent me their yeah. username outside of Mastodon. And sometimes I don't even do it. I just think, oh, I got to go through this. Okay, I got to paste it in here. I got to click and go. You know, it's like, just give me a button or give me something that I can follow somebody from another instance easier. And I'm sure maybe the technology and everything is, I mean, it, do you see what I'm, do you understand what I'm saying? Absolutely. Um, that I had to actually discover or stumble upon a browser plugin that does it for you now. So, and I can share that. I could. Oh, okay. I was wondering if there's. Yes. I don't, and it's saying, okay, if you can do this with this technology, then maybe you can, I don't know, build it in or something, you know? Um, and we'll get to third party clients in a second from, but the web experience, like I said, because it's, and I understand the concept it's federated, right? So, it's not like you it's if it was all on one server, you probably could find someone and click follow easily. Search on Mastodon is deliberately not encompassing all of the instances, right? So mm -hmm. but there is I'll share a link with you if you want to put it in the show notes later. But I have a uh, extension that you can go to anybody's uh, Mastodon page and click follow and through some magic you will find. Yeah, okay. Cool. So you do not have to put, but I, I, for the first month I was putting addresses into a search box and clicking on the follow link. The other thing that still bothers me that I have, I'm using what's called the advanced view, which is kind of like tweet deck. Oh yeah. I'm using that too. Yeah. So if you're using Mastodon and you're, and you want columns instead of like whatever you're viewing now, the, the, the default, you can change that in your settings. Just Google Mastodon. Um, I think it's advanced web view. When people follow, a lot of times I don't have the time to like go hunting for people. It's like either somebody gives me their address or someone follows me or responds or boosts. And I look and see, is this person someone I want to follow? Because if they've had an interaction with me on Mastodon, there is no, there is no bad users so far in Mastodon. There's no, not like on Twitter, what we talked about, right? Yeah. So I'm figured this person is a potential person I may want to follow. The problem is I click and I get, get, a, get a column of their profile. I may see only one or two of their most recent posts, if any. Otherwise, I have to go to a whole new web page and view the, in a new tab and view their profile. Uh, or their, I should say not their profile because I see their profile. It's, I'm talking about their posts, their latest posts. So there's something preventing 
me from seeing a user's latest post. I do see occasional one or two, and maybe if they're on the same server as I do, I get more. But at least, and this also varies by instance by instance too. So I could be describing something and then there's another instance or server that has tweaked their settings and their Mastodon slightly differently. Because Mastodon is not the, you know, this federation or Fediverse is not Mastodon. Mastodon's a part of it. So there's other applications that could hook into the Fediverse. Like there's someone's building like an Instagram Flickr app that you can follow in Mastodon back and forth and all that and WordPress and we'll probably get into that in a minute, but, but it's just, a, it's just like, you know, it's hard to discover people on Mastodon. Yeah. It really It's hard is. to follow unless you get like this yeah. browser plugin and then discovering <laughs> like, is this somebody I want to follow? I don't go by follower counts, but like, if you haven't posted anything, I'm going to wait and come back to you, but it's, it's, it's just hard for discovery. And it's just like, I don't be, I don't want to be one of those people. Like I wanted to have a conversation. I want to meet new people. I don't want to be one of those people that has like a thousand followers, but only follows three people. I don't want to mm-hmm. seem like yeah. a jerk or antisocial, but it's, but you know, and some, but right now the, the advice is just, Oh, go ahead and follow someone. And if you don't like them, unfollow them, which, okay, but things could be better. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't matter if it's your own site or a client site. Having a good CRM in place is essential to acquire and nurture new leads, sell more to your existing customers, and grow your Woo shop and business faster. And Jetpack's CRM is the easiest to use when it comes to WooCommerce. You will see all of your important data from your store in one place, such as how many orders each contact has made. This gives you the power to nurture them with some top-of-the-notch automation tools. And best of all, when an order is placed, both it and the new customer are automatically synced and created in your CRM. It's easy. Just visit jetpackcrm.com. I see myself being a bit more particular with Mastodon. It's like... I follow, I've unfollowed quite a few people that I followed because their stuff came through and I thought, oh, why did I follow them? I didn't realize, you know, I mean, it just, there's content just doesn't appeal to me. It's just like, okay, this isn't the right. So I unfollow them, but it's going to be a slower build there. And maybe it's because of starting from scratch, you know, it's, it's kind of starting over again. And now I'm really looking at the people and what they're putting up and do I even want to listen to them or or see what they're saying. I, you know, they, they, I may even know them somewhat, you know, maybe in the WordPress community. Yeah. But then what I see them putting on over there just doesn't interest me at all. So I'm finding that, yeah, just being a little bit more picky and it's, I've never seen a social platform that, I mean, these, the people that have, really gotten into it. It's almost an obsession. I've never seen that kind of an obsession. I mean, they go, you know, it's, and it, I, I get it. And it's a lot of developers. Cause I think the concept of it. Yeah. Early adopters really would have been very, very developer probably. Yeah. 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 And, and one of the things though, is that they, and I, I think you and I have mentioned it on Mastodon. I've um, the shaming that you're still on Twitter and what I find also interesting is these people that are shaming you on Twitter are now going on Twitter to shame you and still using Twitter, but to shame you to be on Twitter <laughs> and you should come over to Mastodon and their whole purpose is to drive you to Mastodon. Well, 
It's complicated because like the, everything that's gone over at Twitter has got like, it's complicated emotions, right? Like there's, it is, it really is. It's a lot of it, you know, it could be politically motivated. It could be personally, it could be, you know, like dealing with race or, or other traits and that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people do take it personally and people can be over defensive. Like, why are you still over there? And I'm perfectly honest with him and saying Twitter still has value for me. Um, not as much, but it still does. There's people over there that I still want to follow or still want to communicate with. Um, you know, a lot of official accounts are still over there. So I tend to just let people be passionate. Um, I mean, I mm-hmm. do kind of give like I'm using Mastodon, but I'm not going to be afraid to be critical of it. And some people have says, well, just use it. You'll, you'll get over it. And I'm like, I am, but there's just, you're realizing <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm dealing with the pros and the cons. There's pros and cons to everything. I mean, like yeah, ask my wife exactly. and what my cons are, but I mean, there's, <laughs> there's, so you, do, you learn to deal with it, but still you're like, don't ex- like some people were like, everybody should come over to Mastodon. And then like, you know, it, it's, you get, you get like, it's kind of like the person who wants to do everything in WordPress, right? There's always, mm-hmm. yeah, you get the really, really people that really root for the platform, um, and that's great. Every platform needs them, but you know, everything in moderation, everything in a reality check. Yeah, that's exactly it. Yeah. So, but yeah, if they let those people do what they want to do, if you want to argue whether quote tweets on Mastodon work, that's your thing, whatever floats your boat. I just wanted the, uh, in the end of the day, the, the social network I want to interact with is something that's, that's going to be uh, worth my time. And which means either it's going to be kind of fun and experimental like Tumblr or it's going to be where the people I want to communicate are there, right? Social network's not going to be good to anybody who's not there. So right now there's a foot in Twitter and a foot in Mastodon. And um, I'm not seeing that change anytime soon. But, you know, if Twitter stops tomorrow, I think I think things will be fine. There's going to be, I mean, there's people that are, I think part of the less engagement on Twitter is because people are trying other platforms. There's discord. There's still the post status Slack for WordPress people um, and Slack in general people. There could, I, I think people might be regressing either to not using social media at all, which for them could be very good. The other, or going into smaller communities. It's kind of like a medieval times yet it's small towns, you know? And so people could be going back to like a discord or, or a slack here or there instead of just, you know, going into the wide world of Facebook and Twitter. Yeah. And I think you're right. I think a lot of these people maybe were on the edge and they're just like, okay, you know, I've had it with social, you know, I'm, for me, I look at every social media platform I use as simply a tool. So it's not the end of the world that's how social media looks at me. <laughs> but yeah, it's a tool, right? Right. And it's it's something that each little tool, I figure out how I'm going to use it. You know, it's not like I base my whole life around a Twitter. I probably have put a little bit more effort in over the years, have a little more skin in the game there. But I see what you're seeing. I see the lack of people on their engagement, even sharing stuff. I see faces disappearing. And I get it. And I think that's where we kind of segue into the whole, oh, let's build personal blogs again. 
I feel like we're going through deja vu. It's like the recycling of the seventies clothes or something like that. <laughs> uh, everything repeat, everything comes in cycles. Like everything is new again. Yeah, it does. I think two, two things with that. There's one is that I'm glad. I don't think there's going to be a big, huge return to blogging. I don't No, No, but no. I think there's too much like commercialism is ruined the web to a certain extent. And I don't think the most recent things like post is going to be successful personally, but someone will try. There are, are there are already that being said though, I think that this um, like more people being aware of RSS, mm. the Fediverse concept, um, you know, open source, that sort of stuff has definitely gotten a boost out of this. And I don't think it's going to take over because nobody can commercialize it and invest and ruin it. But at the same time, there's a lot more people exposed to it. And at the end of the day, if that leads to better products down the line, improvements in current products and stuff like that, that's great. The other aspect, too, is that Twitter is not the end all. It's not to sound like old fogies, but there are there's a lot of stuff. My kids are using Instagram for promotional purposes. That is They've already told me that that Instagram has changed and without me even prompting them. Have you ever heard of something called Be Real? Be real. You know, it seems like I've heard of it, you know, somewhere. Yeah. So it is a social network where I think once every day you get an alert on your phone that says, it's time to be real, take a photo. My daughter is into this. Oh, interesting. And it is a closed social network where you, you, you can't like, like you can't, you can't instant glamour shot yourself. It's like whatever you've got 60 seconds to take a photo and it takes a photo on the front of the camera and the back of the camera. And you kind of share that. And, and it's kind of like, you can make them private. Of course, I made sure to tell my daughter that private and share it with a few friends or that sort of thing. I don't think it's going to be around next year because I, other social networks are, are kind of stealing the idea, but it's those types of like more creative, spontaneous, less advertisey, less salesy type of social networks that like the kids are going into nowadays. Um, even Roblox and Minecraft, those are kind of like social networks too. So there's always going to be room for new and interesting social networks to try out. Um, Twitter is compared to Facebook is small. Like it's just in within our circles, you know, most young people do not naturally go to Twitter unless they need to promote or market something, and that happens to be something that they're going for. So put in its relative place, Twitter is not, you know, Twitter is grabbing the headlines. You know, if it disappeared tomorrow, it would be a disappointment. It would be disastrous for numerous people who need to still be on it. You know, like there's other things that are going on. And if we can, I think it's now a benefit for these other things to get some get some attention, especially more of the open source stuff. Yeah, and I think that that's a good point because you and I, we have our, you know, feet in Mastodon and Twitter, and then we're both testing Tumblr and you're revisiting LinkedIn. I don't think it hurts to try. Yeah. Try something. Um, it depends what your motivations are. Some people don't. It's mm -hmm. like what what you only have so many hours in the day, right? So if you are listening to this podcast, you are involved in technology or you're I'm forcing you to listen because you're my wife. You either fall into one of those two categories. <laughs> yeah. Let's assume you're in the technology camp. Try it, especially if you haven't tried Twitter. The, the problem is that you're just going to, like, you may be like me, a tech guy. 
I tried it in 2018 and I stopped, but it may come in handy later. At least, uh, you know, try it out, at least create an account with, with Mastodon. You don't have to worry about reserving a username because you can have the same front username and it's kind of like email. It's like, there could be a debisit at a thousand different email providers, you know? So, yeah, you know, right. rushing to get a username in may not be a priority, but at least, at least try it out. I don't know if it's, it depends on what Twitter does, but, um, like, at least try it out, create an account, and in your day-to-day, if you start seeing more people use it, then start spending a little bit more time in there. Like if there's people that have like, you know, leave their Macedon signatures at the bottom of the blog post that you read, or even if you're on Twitter, if you're following interesting people, I'm seeing more and more people now just like I'm finding great articles and blog posts. I share them on Twitter and I always try to give them credit. Then I go to their Twitter profile and they said, I've left. Mm-hmm. Like my account's still here because nobody can steal my username, but I left. Here's my Mastodon email address. And that's, or whatever it is. Yeah, and that's how I follow them. So I follow, I only follow like a couple hundred people on Mastodon right now. And most of them I think are still, you know, most people on social are not like us. They don't <laughs> post every day. Yeah, exactly. Oh. Or they don't have a podcast to promote or anything like that. Every once in a while, you'll get a tidbit or something. And that's great. That's fine. So that's what I would, if if you're into social networks, expand your horizons. If LinkedIn makes more sense for you, if, if you're making connections that way, revisit LinkedIn. Um, if you want to goof off, promote this. My, my daughters are making handmade jewelry they want to sell. I've told them Tumblr and Instagram are probably mm-hmm. the best mm-hmm. place for that, you know, that sort of thing. Um, but at least, at least try it because it is in a more connected world these days. And eventually you'll figure out where your, where your group or people will be. Yeah. Good, good point. Yep. I'm good. Uh, just uh, a little off question here. And this is around Mastodon. I had asked, on Mastodon yesterday, and I think a couple people replied. I was thinking of the instances and if brands will start creating instances on Mastodon and what would be the potential there or what, you know, is does it even make sense? And people that responded were mostly saying, I can see, you know, like news sources, uh, things like that, or anything where you're community-based that you might want to create an instance. And they said they didn't really look at like commercial brands really wanting to do an instance there, which, you know, time will tell however that plays out. One of the things I thought of, the potential is interesting to think about. And, you know, I mean, I I could use myself as an example. If I said, okay, I want to do an instance and I'm going to um, do a do the woo instance and, this is for Woo Builders. Well, it seems like now you have the challenge like you do with everything that we've ever done with communities. How the heck do you get those people into that community? Especially, yeah, I think there's things that in theory, yeah, maybe, you know, it sounds good, but I think there'll be challenges around. And that's not even necessarily something I think needs to happen there as far as, but any, any thoughts on that? Uh, I, I don't know if there's anything worthwhile. One, I think journalists, I think it's an excellent idea to get journalists on there. I know post.news is trying to get journalism on there. I know they're venture capital or venture funded. So I just got an email with an update from them and I saw like USA Today's icon on there and stuff like, I don't know if they're using it, but their, their post.us or post.news is promoting, Hey, we got real news people on here. Maybe that's, maybe eventually that's what there is. I, like I said before, I, 
I don't really want to join another social network run by venture capitalists because that always ends up being, I don't know, in the end, it just seems like I want to own my own content. And that doesn't seem like something I'm going to immediately grab anymore. Um, Tumblr is maybe the happiest thing I've gone with so far that is not, but I mean, just the nature of Tumblr, export and export, I own it. So I was wondering to myself, Bob, what would, like, if GoDaddy, for example, like, when you get, like, how it onboards you with WordPress, what if it, like, had its own Mastodon instance? Does that make any sense? Like, is that a solution looking for a problem? Or is that, like, if you want to use social network, we have now put you on Mastodon, we've put you on this Mastodon with a David Bissett at GoDaddy dot social the, is there a way that works to people's advantage i don't know that's where my thought process stopped but i'm like if anybody in our community yeah is going to do something and create these large because i think if mastodon eventually keeps going eventually you're going to have like like mastodon.social you'll have these larger islands you'll have people independent running their own one person instances off their wordpress sites but like just to get just to make that remember we said that onboarding process easier what if somebody just said, listen, we're going to fully automate this for you. And by default, just like with WordPress, you can host it everywhere, but we've onboarded you. We've, you're picking the plugins and WordPress and do all that. What if they did that for Mastodon? Just click here and enter your username and password and you're in. Now, what if, what if it was that easy and you just happened to be on GoDaddy's instance? Great. You're there. Now, what do you do? Is it like, like, is there an advantage or is there like, is there a profit being made out of that? I think Another question for post status too. I may ask Corey at some point. It's even though the Slack serves them pretty well, but I mean that's where I see it. it's like what would have it's like a what if what if like a big hosting company onboarded people like you hosted with Yahoo and you got a Yahoo email account now you have a used to and now you have like a Yahoo like social instance and you automatically follow all of the Yahoo or GoDaddy. Um, web designers and people who work for the company and all that. So you've got an instant 50 people you could automatically follow if you check the right boxes when you onboard. So now you're, you don't have to worry about servers. You don't have to worry about people to follow initially. And, you know, I mean, it's a forum really. I mean, what, what isn't a social network, but a forum, but I mean, that would be the best way I could see for a larger company to host an instance and get people onboarded that would, present some sort of beneficial experience. Yeah. And I think the key would be if somebody was to think of doing that is to do it sooner than later, because you're at the point right now where everybody isn't on Mastodon. So they don't have another Mastodon account or instance, and you would have the opportunity to say, Hey, you know, it's a social Join network, the, right? Yeah. You may yeah, not even call it Mastodon or at least put that, may not be the headline, right? Because people, like I said, I don't think people, most of the people don't care. It's like a federated thing. They just want to be able to follow other people and do do what Twitter does, right? So yeah. So I think that don't even promote the Fediverse at all. I mean, maybe promote Mastodon. Now it's getting more in the news, but I think you're right. What do you think? Yeah, that would be the way because you're going to, where I see the challenge is having, you know, yeah, you you know, for the people that are already on so-called Mastodon or an instance, they're going to have a login there and they're going to be following people. Now you have another login and username on another instance. So you're logging, you know, you kind of choose to log in and out and you almost have to be 
not thinking you're on Mastodon for that brand instance because it's more of a, another community you're logging into yeah. and interacting with at that point. I think there's potential, and I don't know if anybody will really. Um, but like you said, I think it's that onboarding. It would be this have to be this seamless like you know you sign up for GoDaddy and now you're part of this community. Yeah. I don't know. I haven't thought it fully. <laughs> I haven't thought. What, the reason why I thought of that is because with I created David Social, and I still like I still go out to Mastodon and Twitter and Tumblr and soon LinkedIn and the Flickr and a few other places, and I still will post on there. But my site sucks that all in. But David Social, I I downloaded the archives. I imported them thanks to uh, a few uh, scripts. Sean Hopper, I think, did that. Uh, started it. I I kind of went further a little bit with that, modified some scripts. So now I have a website now that will pull in now Mastodon, Twitter, and all of that. And now I can search on my own website for keywords. Like, you know, what did I tweet about? Um, what did I tweet about yesterday? Like Doofenshmirtz in front of a um, the, the Shark Tank panel. And I said, a perfect crossover doesn't exist. And then I showed that picture. Mm. Uh, <laughs> Phineas and Ferb people, Google it. And like I've said, women, you know, I've done other crossover um, posts before, like making fun of other crossover posts. And long story short, I'm like, I don't know where I did that. Oh, I'll just type it into my website that sucked, that has 60,000 of my posts mm. in them, you know? And I think ultimately, maybe it's not maybe Mastodon is, is part of the way, but what if you're saying, how would you like to have a setup where you have a site that holds all of your social content? you know, you know, either imported or synced and something like that. And that becomes your own personal, like um, Wikipedia or Google in terms of that, that I would like to see even more than like GoDaddy holding a big, sorry, GoDaddy, I'm picking on you, but like GoDaddy <laughs> holding a big instance. Yeah, I think that's great for a certain level of users. But at the end of the day, I want to own my own content. Yeah. And I think that's what boils down to. Yeah. Yeah. GoDaddy it requires a little bit more of a learning curve, but I mean, at the end of the day, I think that if somebody could just package that up too and offer it as maybe as like something a little bit more higher, more premium or more exclusive, then I think at the end of the day, you won't have to worry about what you use on Twitter or Mastodon or wherever, because that's going to be dragged into your, um, your website anyway. And you can decide, you can decide how you want to search it, what's public or private. And if you delete tweets off of Twitter, they're still on your website under behind a wall and, and all of that stuff. And, like with WordPress, the concept of WordPress Lite. Why don't we just take that and you can be powered by WordPress because you could probably also blog away from WordPress. You can have blogging in there or you can and then you know post that to Mastodon and Twitter as you blog. So WordPress would still be applicable there, but like still have your own social site with all your content. And I think that is the ultimate end game. So with my site, I'm getting there. You know, yeah. I'm still post, I'm going out to post and that's being synced back. So now I have everything right here. I can control it here. I can archive it here. It's mine to keep. And it's no longer I have to erratically go around logging in and out of all these different platforms or various ones, whatever. Yeah. At the end of the day, right? You're all, I mean, I mean, they have the content. You may have entered it at Twitter or Bastodon first, but at the end of the day, you've got you got a copy of that and you got a link to it to them. If Twitter decides to go off tomorrow, all of those 70,000, well, I don't know. It's a, 
I only import, I don't import retweets and stuff like that, but I mean like the majority of your content, your links, um, like something to symbolize maybe a special occasion with your, with your photo, like what happened? It's just like, what if you lost your, you know, people back up their photos on their phone, you know? Yeah. I mean, some people's, they, their tweets probably aren't worth anything to them. But for me, like I said, going back to the very beginning, I'm mainly there to share links and information, you know, and, and, and I used Twitter for a long time as my repository of that information. Right. Mm. But at the end of the day, that's, that should have always been on my, I mean, I could have been blocking it, but like I couldn't have been sharing it that easily. Well, reverse, let me share it. And then it syncs back to my quote blog or social. Sites. Yeah. Well, interesting stuff. Yeah. Wow. You know, at the end of the day, there's there's parts of the whole Twitter story that have ex- and Mastodon that have been blown out of proportion. But at the same time, you know, at the I still think owning your content, owning your own content in the end is still the best overall bet you can make. Put up, you know, invest in yourself. Yeah, exactly. I, like I said, all those things are little tools, and I use them. They can come and go, but you know, it's, uh, I've got my site. But everything's come back around, Bob. It's yeah. been like 1.02 web to you know 2.0 days, you know, and um, with with WordPress sticking around and Tumblr sticking around, it's funny like how the old things have come up again, and people are starting to you know like I told my daughter what RSS was yesterday, and her brain exploded. I mean, it's fantastic. We can tell our kids about it. Yeah, I was just gonna. I mean, not to get into that, but I I just you know I shiver with excitement when I see RSS back in the mouths of people. This is how podcasts work. Yeah, this is how podcasts yeah, work. Yeah. It's like, Oh man, I, I've, you know, I never quit following RSS feeds and I just, you know, I, it's, it's the way I keep track of it more than anything else. You know, yeah, I use news Netwire. I mean, yeah, my kid now knows that's what I use. My kid knows what an RSS feed is. She's they'll be, they'll be fine, Bob, be real, be real in that. And then they'll, it'll, everything else will come back. Later. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's all good. Well, this has been fun, David. I knew we could we could dive into all sorts of stuff, and we probably could talk longer, but we'll we'll spare everyone out there. No, I drank way too much coffee. This couldn't go on for much longer, at least okay, comfort- okay. comfortably. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> well, I'm um, speaking of uh, this is so ironic, but um, do you want to tell people <laughs> where they can connect with you? <laughs> I'm sure they want to now after the past hour. Well, the easiest thing now is go to davidbissett.social. So David, B-I-S-S-E-T dot social. The, on the homepage, there's the social icons to, I think, most of everything I I admit to being on. Um, and then from there, you go from there, right? I'm um, Dimension Media in most places or David, like on Twitter, but David Bissett in a lot of other places. But davidbissett.social would be, would be everything. And on their on the homepage too, there's a timeline of all of my social activity. So whether I post on Mastodon, so you can look and as a little bit of a preview, maybe is this guy really worth it. Oh, he's, you know, it'll show me posting a Mastodon today, Twitter, the following day, Tumblr, whatever, in a, in a very like a line type of timeline type of thing that, so I'm pretty proud of that. So if I'm going to direct anybody, I'm going to direct them to there. Cause that's the place I'm most proud. It's a very, you know, click on a link type of thing, but I'm on Mastodon and Twitter primarily now, but I'm, like I said, I'm experimenting with other social networks when I have the free time where it makes sense. So, you know, feel free to, feel free to get a hold of me. Cool. Yeah. All right. Well, it was great, Bob. I appreciate it again. Thanks for having me on. It's a great honor. 
Yeah. Well, thank you for, um, yeah, this is going to be a fun show. I'm going to just kind of open it up and have people come in. We'll just chat about different stuff. So who knows, you know, you can always maybe down the road, come again. And, um, who knows what we'll be talking about by then. Mm, So woo bits. Yes. Okay. Thanks David. And thank you everyone for tuning in. Thank you. Hey everybody. Thanks for listening. And thanks again to community friend Jetpack. Make sure and visit jetpackcrm.com. As far as this new format, it'll be a bit erratic for a while. Not every Friday, as I work new guest hosts into the schedule. Should have a link soon where you can sign up to be a guest host on the future Woo Bits. Hope you enjoyed this new approach to Woo Bits, and as always, until the next time, keep on doing the Woo.